0: This is Petey Page. I am Mike. J Mac. Brutal Dudes. And we have a couple of special guests with us tonight uh, from Sons of Silver. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves?
1: Uh, Hey, I'm Peter, lead singer at Sons of Silver. I'm Adam, bass player.
0: And you guys are joining us uh, from the the other side of our country through the magic of technology.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're we're in uh, we're in the Los Angeles area. Uh, At least I am. I don't know where are you right now, Adam. This is even more the magic. We're in the band together, but uh, you know, still Los
2: Angeles area. I'm Uh, almost
1: (laughs) home. Okay,
0: so so we'll get right into it with you guys uh, because I am curious. So I was reading your bio and everything. And it mentioned that this started as a solo project and then kind of evolved into a band. Can you tell us a little bit about how that happened?
1: Yeah. We, Adam and I go back quite a few years. We had another band uh, called last December, which was uh, it was a good, good regional band, but it was, you know, chewed up and spit out by uh, the record label system. But we, we, you know, we, we learned a lot along the way and I ended up going more into, pro- well, not going more into going into producing producing a bunch of other acts and adam uh you know was uh i guess speaking for you buddy um you you went more into the live side of things still doing a lot of session work but we we continued to work together you know, hang out together was, you know um i can say this openly he's one of my my favorite people in the world if, if 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 i'm not his but um anyway so i got kind of bored bored in the studio and uh i was i started working with Brina as, as my engineer Brina our keyboardist also my wife and, um, um and, I was you know, sure. I, I started, I, yeah, I started writing some songs on, on the side and she was like, oh, you should go play them. And I started playing them, you know, by myself, just solo acoustic stuff. And I was bored. So I dragged her into it. We were bored together. So then I called up Adam. I said, Hey, Adam, can you help me, you know, throw a band together, play a few shows with the band. And, uh, that's, that's how it started under the the moniker of Pete RG, my last name being Argyropolis and, and, you know, a little, little bit of a mouthful for folks doing bookings so that's how that started and and, uh adam brought everyone else in. he brought in our our drummer dave cruisen and dave brought in uh our guitarist kevin holland and um and you know we were kind of off and running right from the beginning playing a bunch of shows around the country you know probably like 50 60 shows maybe more around the country each year and and along the way we just uh started writing together um and uh new chemistry developed and uh we became a just a different band and we uh rechristened ourselves sons of silver and that's how we ended up here and where did that name come from it's uh it's actually my my last name argyropolis it's a good irish name no it's, it's a joke. <laughs> um we 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 uh, it's a it's a greek name and um uh, and uh it, it means son of silver or descendant of silver okay and uh, so, so in fact, we were looking, we were looking at one point for a, a, a name for the, for the band, like uh PRG and the sons of silver or something like that. And so, so, uh, I think like my brother or my dad mentioned it and, um, and, you know, uh, I mentioned it to the guys and they, they really liked it. And I think they were all kind of pissed at me when I said, Hey, can I have it back so we can use it for our own band? Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, that's how we ended up there. It's all about me, man. <laughs>
3: That's
0: how Mike is. So, so what is, uh, you mentioned a little bit, you know, how the process had sort of changed the creative process. Once you became more of a band than a solo act, what is that process like for you? As far as writing, do you initially come up with the material as far as melodies or riffs or anything like that? Or is it a group situation where you're kind of jamming and coming up with songs together?
1: Well, I'll start that one off, but Adam, you finish it up, buddy. Yeah. Um, it's no, it starts off where any one of us could bring in an idea, or any one of us could could spontaneously, or at the moment in a in a jam session, a rehearsal, or whatever, um, throw out an idea, and we just start running it and running with it together. And uh, you know, sometimes one of us will bring in something that's a little more complete of a thought, uh, but generally, it's we we're starting with just about nothing. And we just, we just hit, we just go for it and, and, you know, let it all out and crash and burn at times. And, and that's how we we do it.
2: Yeah. It's, it's a really good uh, collaborative process that we have, where is when we were just talking about this actually earlier today, it's like anytime any of us has like a cool idea or riff we'd like to work with, our first thought is not, I know how to finish this, which any of us could do. It's more like we want to bring it in unfinished. Because we're excited to see what the other people are going to add to it. Like, what would you do with this? Like, I could come up with a guitar riff or a vocal melody, but I'm more excited to see if this thing that I had, what would you do with that? And I think it's vice versa. Like, we we very rarely um, dictate to each other what to play. Like, when we have an idea, if we're all excited about it, we know we just keep playing it and we all will find our own thing that we like. And we and we add to it, and the most we ever get to give to each other is is more like things like, yeah, I'm really digging that. Like that thing you did there, that's really cool. Why don't you work on that? Um, But we just let us all, we all let each other develop our own ideas, and and so that way it's very natural. We're never feeling like we're playing a forced part or a forced idea, and and we all really own the song and the parts that we're playing, which is nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. very organic. It, it is. It is and i 'll add to that um that that we uh you you mentioned that you know we 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 all we rarely ever tell each other what to play I don't think we ever have yeah you know you know to, to well, t- well, that saying, no I'm, I'm having fun by saying that it's 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 really it's yeah. it's kind of fun because as soon as like let's say Adam will play a a, a, a you know let's say I bring in an, an initial idea you know um and we start jamming on it and then Adam will play a, a bass part that'll you know Lead me in a different direction, may may, and then in, which will in turn lead Kevin in a direct different direction, you know, and whoever else is in the room, you know, and and it's it's really it's just kind of fun just chasing things down because you really never know where you're going to end up. You may have all these, you know, well, in the past, maybe you would work with a bunch of people and you have a, uh, you know, you you sort of have a vision of where you're going to go, but at least when we're first building up a song or we, we really have no idea. And, and it's kind of fun when, you know, the cat jumps out the, out the uh, window from the 20th floor and lands on its feet. You know, there are a couple of times we have splattered, but, um, but, it but it's for the most part, it's actually pretty seamless. We're you know, It takes a little time. We have to be patient with it and persistent, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It, usually if we, if there's
2: something that's excited, someone else or the whole group, th- then usually we can make something good out of it. You know, it it's, yeah. If we play something and it doesn't it doesn't go anywhere, we know pretty quickly like we leave it behind, you know, and it's, it's just always trying to catch that thing. And one thing we're really good about is listening for each other's mistakes, and that's not in the way you would think of it normally. The mistakes are the things that are different and cool that you didn't mean to play, but all of a sudden like, man, when you play that one note there, I know you didn't mean to do it. It's kind of screwed up, but it's taking us in a new direction, and we can take that. And make this song be a little left of center, where it's it's got something special about it. Where sometimes when you have an idea, because we've all done this so long, we can finish things in the "quote unquote" right way, but but it's the mistakes that make them special and different and add a humanity or a new twist to them all.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's
3: it's it's funny that, to hear you guys talk about this too, because this reminds me of a lot of how how we evolved the the podcast itself doing this. Because we came in when we originally started it and we had like this, we had an initial idea that we wanted to do. And then we start we did a couple of episodes that way. And it was like it was working, but it wasn't working like how we wanted it to work. And then we just started coming in with I with like one of us would have an idea and we would just say it on the air completely spontaneously, and then the others would just riff on it. And then before you know it, and not to not to discount it, but before you know it, we, we would go from talking about, you know, how much we don't like Jared Leto to Muppet sodomy. And it would, like, there would be hilarious stuff in the middle, but it was, like, it just organically came that way. Speaking of Jared Leto, how do you guys feel about Jared Leto? Because I'm trying to form a group called Friends Against Leto, and uh, I'm recruiting members. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I have nothing for him or against him. Don't, you know, I know music – You're is... Leto neutral. <laughs> I'm Leto neutral, yes. there's There are a lot of – and I'm not copping out. I'm genuinely Leto neutral.
2: That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I, I think of the elements I am as well. I, I would say, though, like, I, I do see he's one of those people that seems like he's doing everything. And it's like, yeah, it, it's just sometimes it gets to be a bit much. But I, I can't, I don't necessarily hate on any of the individual things. But it's like, hey, you're an actor and a musician and this. What are you, a quantum physics expert as well? He's like, also you a know
3: <laughs> So you guys have been musicians for a really long time. I, I I I take from you know just the way you're talking. Who were your influences uh coming up? Like what was what was like favorite bands or like somebody that you that you might have met that you didn't think would be cool? That's actually really cool.
1: You want to go first, Adam? You want me to go? Guy, yeah, go ahead. Uh, you know, look, I grew up my, my parents were were musicians uh in the sixties and seventies. So I I grew up listening to all the stuff that they would play this you know the the rock and roll standards beatles stones zeppelin so on and so forth a lot of folk with uh gordon lightfoot um you know john denver bob dylan obviously all that stuff you know and then and then um you know for me i really was uh and and i'm a big U2 fan uh springsteen radiohead um you know as far as (laughs) <laughs> some older bands i've seen spring a few times and and uh he he, he dust dusts the floor with everyone else as far as i'm concerned when it comes to <laughs> a live show but um you know th- those are my inf- oh the clash the clash huge influence for me huge oh huge influence. and in fact i always say that if i could have been in any other band it would have been the clash um you know and as far as you know meeting other famous people i've met a few um a, a number of them and uh done some songwriting or playing together and uh you know and and that was cool but but you know they, i don't know they're, at the end of the day they're all just kind of you realize they're all people so that there was there's really no one who's like ever ever well there's one one person who who wowed me i i met the edge a couple of times and that that kind of freaked me out um but aside <laughs> from, that that left me speechless which is very very difficult to do but aside from that you know um I'm um, a lot more just like a lot of good rock and roll stuff. But frankly, at home, my Breen and I, we listen to like Frank Sinatra, Chuck Berry, Buddy Holly, um, you know, M- Miles Davis. That's the stuff we listen to. We really, actually don't really listen to a lot of rock at home for whatever reason. But I'm a I'm a big rock guy, rock and roll guy.
2: Yeah, and, and uh, for for me, I mean, it, it probably all started with the Beatles as a kid. You know, uh, my dad had you know, a, a huge a variety of tastes of music an amazing vinyl collection. He had everything from rock to jazz, to classics, uh, pretty much everything, but country that just was about the only thing he didn't get into. Um, so I, I, I had a really wide range of, of influences growing up and, uh, you pull it all in. But like I said, Beatles, you know, as a bass player and, uh, is just a musician in general. I mean, McCartney stuff was hugely influential, influential on me. I love the Zeppelin thing because I felt they did that, um, uh stream of consciousness writing fly by the seat of your pants a lot of uh ability to to jam and react to things but then they sorted it all out into more cohesive songs um you know it's like a little older technical sides i mean obviously like like getty lee was a huge influence stuff like that um <laughs> yeah you know, but i was a kid you know in the 80s it, I'd, I'd listen to a lot of stuff so you know i caught a lot of those hard rock bands i mean i loved you know the iron maidens and the you know, the, those kind of things. So the influences were all over the map, but I, I still think that when I look back at all of the the, the catalog of rock music, that this to me, the stuff as a group, the 60s and 70s stuff, especially early 70s, the music and the creation, all of it was very, um, it was very honest and they really were kind of experimenting and, and carving their own path. Whereas once you got to the 80s and 90s, you found um a lot more of repetition of what came and we all we all take from our influences but it just felt like it was an exciting new thing back then and it got a little more mature by then in, in its creation and then it got a little stale and people got too good at it uh, by the by the end of the 80s and and first when the, all the computer stuff you know came out for editing it, it really took the life out of music but I feel like in the last like 15 20 years it's actually starting to roll back the other way where people are recognizing the bands that came from those eras th- that that still were able to create in that way uh left a legacy of people who um recognize that and they try to create that way so though I think those things are coming back out of it'm I'm, I'm not a fan of the of the cookie cutter stuff a lot of the program things and you know but but every once in a while somebody in their bedroom with a whole bunch of software creates stuff that i can't deny that's just amazing but generally speaking i like bands and organic stuff
3: i feel like too the the audience of of that type of music that's just more organically created and but but you could hear the influence like people like dirty honey and like uh yeah and um um wow what's the one that sounds like zeppelin greta van fleet is that what I'm thinking of?
2: Yeah, yeah they have very much that yeah.
3: they have that sound, and it's and at first because I was I was very much not I was averse to it, and I was like, it sounds like them, but then I listened, and I'm like, this is more of an homage than it is a, a carbon copy, or or like a like a cash grab. Right. Like it's more of a, right. and I like that. Uh, I I I do agree with the 70s. I think not just in rock, I think also in like R and B and and jazz and and movies, rock, yeah, funk and movies. That's or Just recording the <laughs> But, it, yeah. but I feel like overall, it was just more of an experimental time to like try yeah, I, I, not to, again, not to discount it, but like throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. And it's like that you you weren't afraid to do that. And I think that you're right. I think that now with everything that's happened and how everything is spiraling into chaos everywhere else in the world, everyone's like, fuck it. Let's just try it and see if we can do it. <laughs> right? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: It, Go ahead. Sorry, Adam.
2: That's it. I'm just, just agreeing with that. I mean, that's, it, and that's another thing, too, is it's a a double-edged sword which is now you can make an album in your bedroom right so you know back in the day you had to have a record deal because it was expensive to make records you had to go into a proper studio with all the equipment so there was a a bit more of of a of a gated system to even be able to get your music out there now i've I've read somewhere like like in the digital world they're uploading a hundred thousand new songs every day and i mean where do you even go to start it's overwhelming And it takes you time to figure out what you like. Are these people really creating it themselves? Where is it coming from? Because even if you like a song, I mean, on its surface, you like like that. But you also want to know that the people that are putting it together are actually the ones putting it together. And it's really their creation. And they actually have some uh, integrity and merit to it. Because there are 100,000 songs being uploaded every day. And there's probably at least 1,000 of them that you're going to find are going to be great every day. But there's no way that you can absorb that many artists and that much material it's just not going to happen so it's it's harder to find but it's greater access at the same time
0: well it brings up a good point about sort of the the streaming landscape when you guys because everything has kind of reverted in a way back to the way it was in the 70s and 80s where singles are more important than albums in some ways because of the constant need of platforms like spotify and apple music to push new content out to keep subscribers coming back Are you guys approaching, going back to your songwriting, are you approaching it thinking of full albums or EPs and projects like that? Or do you approach it from the more single-oriented headspace?
1: Well, we've been approaching it from the EP perspective. Uh, One, because it's just easier to digest, but also it's easier to get done um especially you know for first two eps um doomsday noises and ordinary sex appeal so we approach it like that easier to do more accessible and and easier to do especially because um we were on the road a lot now we haven't been on the road as much the last couple of years like everyone else so we have a little more time so we're actually we're right in the middle of uh of recording an album so we'll have about 10 to 12 songs that said will they come out as you know as one album um that's not really, that's not completely up to us. They may be split up. You know, you may have each one, you know, five songs, let's say uh, each become an EP. So we get two EPs out of it. Um, you know, so I, I go back and forth on that because some, part of me is like, yeah, it's it's great to feed it out to the public, gives you more, uh, you know, something new to talk about when you have a fresh release. And that's, that's at the same time, I think now we've evolved as a band where we we really have uh a better sense of who we are and and we have more to offer and i'm I'm very confident that if we you know gave you 10 12 songs tomorrow that within six months to a year from now we would have uh an equal or or uh i should say a greater uh body of songs that we could give you because we would have gotten those out of the way that's just kind of how we are and, um, so, so I'm, I'm actually more inclined. I'd really like to get these out there, push it really hard. And, and, you know, when, when we are uh, ready, we'll start work on the, on the next album. Cause, uh, it's, 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 um, it's a lot of fun to do that. And, and sometimes when you have those, those songs hanging around, you're like, well, we'll kind of put off getting back and working on some new stuff. So that's a long way, winded way of answering your question. I don't know what it all means. But- <laughs> yeah. I, mean, well, I, I was going to
2: say, I, I kind of feel like when it comes to that. Um, The music industry industry has swapped the cart and the horse a few times. And also with how bands uh, survive where, you know, you went back to the day uh, where you, you made a record, you sold the record to make money and you toured to support the record. Now you make a record to get people to come to your shows because that's the only place you're going to get paid. I think also the same thing has happened with uh, singles versus albums. You know, originally an album was that. It was a collection of singles that came out after the singles were usually released or you put, you, you grabbed like five singles and then you grabbed uh, some new songs to fill out a record, to make an album where now people make an album and they try to release singles off of it. And that's why people got so mad um, when you got to, uh, by, by the time the, the late eighties and early in mid nineties, like, well, we spent all this money on this record and there's only two songs worth of crap. That's because they weren't, they weren't packaging Ten successful songs together, ten good songs together. They were setting out to make a record. You know, where back in the old days, it was the other way around. You had songs that got traction on the radio, and people bought the singles. Now let's put them on the record so we can sell them again. You know, but you have this collection of all these songs that people already know and like. I kind of like that way. I kind of like the singles coming out first and the album after the fact, or in the middle of that collection. um The more releases you have, because if you disappear, you know, the, the, there's so many things vying for people's attention that if you go away for a year or, or god forbid two years without making a release a lot of people just forget about you you drop off their radar
3: yeah, I, I've, I've kind of seen that happen with with other bands that like a, a couple of bands that i that i actually really enjoy and then it's like you know you you're just you're you're constantly waiting for that band to like release something else but they've they've like they just fell off so fast you're like man they were really good and then they just are gone after one album it, it's it kind of (laughs) sucks
1: well you know that's also because bands are tough you know it's it's tough to keep a band together um and and especially especially when the band's getting off the ground and and that getting off the ground can can take years i mean uh, it's funny because i've been on an rem kick lately and by the way i should add that rem is one of my favorite bands of all time a big influence on me but um and and it it took those guys ten years in a fucking van. I, I hope we can swear <laughs> in your pocket.
3: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> but but think about it, ten years in a fucking van before they really started to make a dime, and and they had some decent you know some moderate hits uh, along the way. So it's really hard to keep a lineup together, a lineup that can not only be in in the public's eye. But also that can have a chemistry and can grow and and can continue uh, to to put out uh, really good material, uh, really good songs on on a consistent basis. It's 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 almost like the sperm finding the egg odds of, of having that. I, I knock on wood. I I feel that we have that. I think we all feel that. Um, but it, but it but it's it's really tough to do. And for no other reason, then uh, you know you you have. In this case, five people, and and you're trying to all get your schedules together. You're trying to uh, get on the same page. Uh, well, you know, musically, what, whatever it might be. Someone comes in; they may be having a bad day, bad week, bad month, bad year, and and to keep that machine, you know, the, the engine moving forward, it's 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 hard to do. So um, that's generally what it is. You know, when bands fall off the radar, also because sometimes their expectations are are like, oh, if we if we don't get it overnight. It's, uh, we quit and, and that's fine. You know, for us, I don't think we've ever had that mindset. We're not, we don't want to take forever to, to get where we really like to be. But at the same time, we know that it's, it, it takes time it's, you know, pe- 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 for people to grow aware. I mean, I mean we all, I'm sure you guys, Adam, we all have artists who were just recently we've discovered, but they maybe were, hey, they've been around for five or 10 years. It's just, it took that long for them to land on, on our plate at the right time for us to pay attention to them.
3: Yeah, definitely. I, I I that happens to me almost on a weekly basis. I'll find somebody that I didn't even know was what it had existed. uh I mean, the dissemination of of the of the types of music and stuff. It just it's 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 incredible. It's very overwhelming. But but I always I'll, I'll find somebody and I'll call Mike and I'll be like, dude, you ever heard of this guy? These are really good. And he'll be like, no, I never heard of him. And then I'll play him, and I was like, I was like, this is this is insane. And uh. But also with keeping the band together, one of my favorite bands just recently broke up and it was heartbreaking. And, and I, and, but then they were together for so long, but it's like, it, it's such, it's such a thin line, I guess, that you have to, they have to skirt to be, to have that sort of creative collaboration where you're not at each other's throats all the time. Every time I die was the band. They were, they were around for like 25 years and they just, they just broke up cause they got, there was an infight and it just, it just blew yeah. up the whole band. And it's like, it's so sad because there's such an influence for me and it's like, I, I, you see other bands like that all the time. And then also speaking to what you were saying, Pete, the, uh, there's, you know, when you, when you change the lineup of a band, you don't always have that same chemistry. And and another, another band I'll, I'll mention is Power Man 5000 is, is one that I've always listened to. And it's like, they, 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 had, I think they only have one original member left and it's like, they wow. sound like a different band. And it's like, that's, uh, it, it's tough to keep. I mean, even just as, as a fan, you're like, this doesn't sound like it used to. I think the spin doctors did kind of the same thing. They they went through a lot of guitarists and 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 you know, drummers and stuff. And then and and it's just like the singer is the only guy that's like the original guy, but it's like it's it's tough. I I can imagine it's it's a, a daunting task to find people that you, you can you enjoy collaborating with enough to have that. So yeah, it's good it, you guys it, that you guys yeah, found yeah. each other.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it we we're yeah. We're, and he, and he, you go. Go ahead. Um, you
2: go. I was going to say, we've been very fortunate in, in uh, that we've been in situations uh, with this band, and, and even some other things that we've done outside of this, where we recognize when you can have that cl- collaborative energy, when everyone in the room checks their ego at the door, they come in and they're all listening to what's happening and and, and contributing together, and, uh, and everyone's opinion is valued, and everyone has their, their thing, and you don't always get your opinion it doesn't take the group doesn't like it you move on and you've got 20 other things you can offer so when you come in and you have that you can work like that forever it's when when you get uh, personalities that want to take over or feel that they're they're more essential or more important or they try to minimize somebody that's when people get disgruntled and they and they don't want to be a part of that process and then if, if if it started as a group process you can't go away from that. And as if it started as a single person coming in, if you bring in the group process, you risk changing that sound and that style and that approach. So it's, it's a very delicate balance. And even if you have the same members and they stay together, you know, as years go on, you're in different situations in your life, you know, you all change individually and as a group. So you're not going to create the exact same thing over and over again. I mean, you know, people evolve. and, And so, you also have to be open to that as well. I mean, you, you look at, you know, the Beatles, look at their career. Look, look how much they evolved in eight years of recorded material um, because they were different people, you know, and it, that just happens. And it's hard for them to grow together and stay together, and ultimately they didn't. And, and, and in a weird way, they were kind of right back then. Groups weren't meant to last forever. They were meant to last for a few years. And so if you have a collaboration that continues to turn out quality material for 10, 15, 20 years, you're, you're extremely fortunate and extremely unique.
1: Well said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so kind of kind of building off of that, is there something that you guys ha- do, you know, looking to the future? And we kind of mentioned, you know, streaming and things like that. Is there something from a, like a promotional standpoint that you think helps you guys cut through those, you know, hundred thousand songs that are being released to, to streaming networks. You know, what is it that, that makes you guys stick together like that where a lot of those bands, you know, you'd mentioned not just the quality of that music, but how many of those bands are really going to last of those thousands of bands that are putting everything out on Spotify. What do you think helps keep the cohesion of you guys together and cut through all of that? Oh,
2: Well, because ultimately we're doing this for ourselves. Oh. I mean, you know, you do. Oh, you want no. the fans to do it, but we do it because we enjoy doing it. I mean, we're still trying to figure out how to cut through, I and mean, we're we're not headlining arenas around the world here, so we're trying to figure that out. But but what keeps us coming back is because we enjoy what we do, and we think what we do is good and worthwhile.
1: I'd say it's stubbornness and stupidity.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, You're I like, like the eloquent. Topic. Like, no, we're doing right this. Name,
1: Yeah, we were talking, you know, we're on the phone earlier today and, um, and we let, we love what we do. We're good at it. We've, you know, had success in other projects and, 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 and it takes time. So we're, we're not, uh, we're not, um, I don't know what the right words are. Basically, we're not fooling ourselves by believing, you know, that uh, it's if we put out an, an album, an EP, whatever, a single, that it's it's, it's suddenly going to be we're going to be most famous band in the world and we'll be playing, you know, arenas around the world. That yeah, I, okay, there's that one in a million chance you could be that TikTok star that happens one in a billion, and even but even those are usually very short lived flash in the pans because they haven't built an audience so so what we're trying to do is make great music get get on the radar obviously in in every way in every way possible but at the same time we're trying to build a, a good uh you know a good relations with our fans fans who will, will will be with us for as long as we're together and and also have a, a good support team with us doing a lot of uh the, the legwork on the business side because there is a lot of work that, that's done there and, and we're doing all those things. So, so, and, and that process, you know, it's, it's pretty rewarding. It's, it's, it's fun to see it grow. It's fun to, you know, do interviews like this, talk to you guys, talk to new people. And, and, um, you know, so if you, but if, if one doesn't like that, it, you, you don't, don't do this. Cause it's, 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 a, it, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of things, you know, that are, it's a lot of not fun work, so to speak. <laughs> You know, um, it's it's not quite as glorious as what might seem, you know, but, but, but I speaking for myself and I think I speak for all of us, we all enjoy pretty much all of it, except for photo shoots.
3: <laughs> if I may, if I may make a, a promotional suggestion, uh, OnlyFans is really taken off too. So like, if you're looking for more ways, <laughs> you can always do an OnlyFans. We were talking about doing one on the podcast.
1: So. I'm sorry. I, I, we've been there for well, a while. I don't understand. <laughs> my, I've been spending a
2: fortune <laughs> on it. <laughs> I've been putting tons of money into OnlyFans. It doesn't seem to be helping us. Oh wait, you mean the other way around? I got gotcha.
0: you. We were going to do. You're a like video. I funneled so much of our royalties directly to OnlyFans, so- <laughs> I, have,
1: I have our ass cap checks going straight, straight there. Ass cap was that with two F's? <laughs> it's Uh-oh. just a suggestion. Like I said, you, you don't have to follow it. I'm just, you know, I'm just throwing spitball and ideas. Well, we'll, we'll go yeah, there. Yeah, when yeah. You guys, you guys need to lead the way.
3: <laughs> we were gonna <laughs> do a hey, big, big man's. man's we we're gonna do a big man's like Chippendales calendar. So it's like it'd be like me. So I don't hold on. I'll, I'll get in front of the camera. So I'm a bigger dude. So like we were gonna do like us and like um like a fire like me as like like a fireman, but just the suspenders and the and the suit like you know like like suggestively looking like this so that it and <laughs> do like a whole calendar of that to you know to, to ruin like just to just to shit on body shaming and you know hey,
1: right
0: no, so hey, i mean obviously you guys want to jump on only fans now while there's still a market before we corner it right? all
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely you know
2: and uh, i was reading sorry, some girl in the uk who's got an only fans page and she's like uh paying all this money to help people in her community because she's like making a hundred thousand dollars a month it's crazy what
1: that wow okay no comment yeah it <laughs> <Yeah. just, I'm laughs> up yeah. on that one you know the other, the other and you're like and i'm, on
0: I'm only board. paying ten dollars a month towards her so exactly. there's a lot of people
1: <laughs> <laughs> well i mean really though seriously though i mean think about it the world is your audience with this stuff i mean almost you know what, probably five six billion people are are you know online uh daily or throughout the day even if it's three four billion people so if you get you know a, a tenth of a percent following you there you go
2: yeah 40 percent of that traffic's porn yeah
3: i always (laughs) thought that porn would be good for for politicians and i know that that sounds like contradictory (laughs) but like how many people watch porn so if you have a politician that like puts his ads in front of a porn like all the people that watch porn are going to support that politician going to be like yo that's that guy that was in front of like big butts 72 like (laughs) That he, i remember that guy he seems like an okay guy hey, i think I, i'm gonna vote
0: for him i saw him on a porn hub video whatever that is <laughs>
3: <laughs> he was on that only fans that I, I only know him and the people at work my friend
0: video. told me about <laughs> it
1: that's it that's, that's right yeah well you know uh, the way i look at it is, is politics is porn they're fucking us though
3: yeah exactly <laughs>
1: that's
3: what i'm saying it's so cool it's not unfilled. It. film <laughs> Oh, that would be a fun OnlyFans. We need we
2: need, we need to get an OnlyFans page for when you're paying your taxes. <laughs> I
3: like it. Get the politicians have that my...
2: disclaimer, caution, graphic content.
3: Yeah, well, have have the uh, have them only sign politicians up as fans, so they have to pay to watch you pay that's your taxes. Right. That'd that'd solve the problem. You'd be you'd be balancing it out. I think that's a great. That's a fantastic idea. <laughs> yeah. All joking aside, I really think we should try and do
1: this. <laughs> There's something in there. Something... We'll cut your theme song. There, there... <laughs> there you go.
2: <laughs> just get the Wawa pedal on the on the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, you
0: guys funny. were mentioning, you know, being kind of focused on EPs right now, but working on a full length album. Um, do you guys, are you just releasing digitally right now or are you making physical product as well?
1: we'll have physical this year or we'll have physical when we go on the road okay yeah, uh, I mean, vinyl cd both both surprisingly I, I mean the vinyl i understand the the cds though are are uh the uh, yeah apparently the demand for cds is there so so that's going to happen too
3: it's so crazy too because they stop yeah, and that kind them of cars. stuff's
2: big on the road what's that
3: they stop putting them like cd players in cars too like you have I to get know. a custom one yeah in.
2: Yeah, I, I, kind of, uh, of, uh, I'm of the opinion that it's great on the road because people like them because if they want to, you know, meet the bands after the show and they get an autograph, they buy the CD so they can get it signed, and that's kind of like their autograph book.
1: Yeah, it's better than signing with ass. Well as yes. Is it?
0: Yeah, <laughs> <Ben> <laughs> I remember we we that for only fans. <laughs> we were,
1: we were in Houston, and, and some guy asked, asked Brina to sign his dick, and Brina's like, "Really." And he's like, okay, just sign my ass. And then his wife's like, oh, come on, honey, just sign his ass. You know, We want to get out of here. And he's going to just keep this up. He does so, this uh,
3: everywhere. <laughs> he did this last week at Wendy's.
1: <laughs> so, so, so so
2: in my mind, there, there, was, there was so much material for for retorts on that one. The first one is, I'm sorry, I can't actually sign it. There's only enough room for initials.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, was that for like a, a tattoo situation? Was he getting that tattoo to him? <laughs>
1: God, I you know what? I, I I didn't go that far with it. I I just sort of I walked away and left her on her own. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you were showing was... support from afar, and I jumped on the <laughs> tour bus. <laughs> now, um, in addition to the vinyl and CDs, is there any other kind of merch fans can expect when they come out to see you?
1: All the typical stuff, you know, t-shirts, hats, uh, baby baby wear. Um diapers, you know, stuff like that. Sorry, I'm nice. in baby mode, but Barine and I have a two year old. He's he's actually at one the point room. we had pillows. Pillows. I forgot we did pillows. Yes. You know what? We did we're gonna do some more pillows. i, I, I dude remember we were those pillows were selling. Yeah. Those are great. They were they like What's that? Throw pillows or like yeah, yeah like, like,
2: like yeah, like little small ones or like maybe what no. like like a foot square.
1: Yeah, oh, like okay. t- like eighteen by eighteen, like 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 uh couch pillows, you know. Yeah. I, I, it's funny cause we were going, this is early on. We were going on the road and, and I, I was printing up some, I don't remember what it was, something, some, some flyers or something. And it was on, you know, what, what, one of those printed, printed all sites. And they said, you know, and then the, as, as, when you're trying to make your order, they, they hit you up. And do you want the mouse pad? Do you want, you know, the bib? Do you want this? No, 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 no. Oh, pillow. You know, that picture. <laughs> really I do pillow. I'm like, ah, fuck it. Give me a half dozen pillows ordered a half dozen pillows, sold them out in the first show. That's so we're awesome. sitting there on the road and I'm like, looking, okay, where are we going to be? And I, I ordered like another, I don't know, a few dozen pillows shipped to a hotel room, like a couple days down the road. And we sold those out within a couple of days as well. So there are a bunch of people walking <laughs> around with pillows of us. Oh, at least you're, or not walking around, but you know, they're on their beds.
3: That's yeah. great. That's, I, they go to sleep with you every night. That's perfect.
1: Yeah, is, there that's
3: any, is, is there any kind of merch that you wanted that you haven't gotten yet. This is very important to us because we're, we're actually in the beginning stages of putting our own merch together. And I wanted, uh, Mike and I both agree we want, um, uh, lunch boxes like the plastic ones with the thermos oh, oh, in them, yeah, with oh, our name, oh, oh. yeah.
1: So, and, okay, I gotta jump in on that. One. No, know you know what? Them. I gotta I tell you, so. Too. So last weekend, our so so um, our son who just turned two, he he actually plays the drums. He he literally holds a beat, plays the drums. Got a little, little baby drum set at home, comes here to our studio, plays the big boy drums. So last weekend, I took him to Guitar Center. I said, Do "You want to go to the drum store?" And it's the nearest you know music store for us is, is Guitar Center. I went to their percussion department. He's playing drums, right? And he loved it. It was I, I, we were there over an hour, but then we went to this one section where they have like merch and stuff, and he was dying for the, uh, it was a David Bowie lunchbox. I should have gotten it. We have so much stuff laying around, but I'm sitting there. It was David Bowie kiss Beatles, yellow submarine, uh, lunchbox. And I'm like, we need to do lunchboxes. I said, if we, (laughs) or if we can get to the level where we're doing lunchboxes, we've arrived.
3: I feel like you made it. Yeah. That's what I said to him. I was like, you haven't made it until you got a lunchbox. I went to see weird Al a couple of months ago and all the merch that was—he had a bunch of cool merch—and I looked, but the the lunchbox, just a beeline right to the lunchbox, and I bought it. And I was like, "This is awesome! Every band should do this. I think this is a great idea. I would collect lunchboxes if I could because it's such a great thing."
1: I'm, I don't I'm know why I up, like it so I'm much. I'm gonna look it up right now. Custom <laughs> lunchboxes. No, seriously, I mean, you know, that's what that's what this stuff's for, right? In the middle of a conversation, you get distracted and start doing something else. Custom. Not the hot
3: stuff on you, but if you guys do get a lunchbox, can we get one? Is that is that cool?
1: Oh yeah. Oh, I was gonna ask at the end if you want of some slack. Yeah, yes. We'll send you some stuff. You
2: know.
3: Oh please do. Yeah, we love that. We love that shit. You oh, got yeah, big men, as long as you get big men stuff because
1: we have know. big men, big women, big big they's big us. You
3: know. <laughs> I mean I I could make it work for the OnlyFans if it's like really, really small, <laughs> but like you know, I would prefer to like wear it around so I could be like, hey, you know, I know these guys. <laughs>
1: We'll give you a cut. If you can sell some We're, stuff. Personally, I,
2: I think we don't. We, oh. we get something that we don't even have to worry about sizing. We just make capes.
3: <laughs> I like I it. It's like
2: a Superman logo on it.
3: That's what they do at Six Flags. They 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 have all the different uh, capes yeah. of the different characters. They have a Riddler cape, which I was like, did he wear a cape? I don't. I feel like Riddler didn't wear a cape. but his cape I mean, looks we, really we should cool. bring
2: back that fashion sense. <laughs> I mean, I mean capes and canes. And top hats. Let's
3: do it. Yeah. Sixties villains. I like
0: it. Well, at that point, that's you right. also need to add a monocle just to complete the end. Yeah, yeah.
3: Or one of those indeed. One <laughs> of those one of those you can only smoke if you have one of those like cigarette holders that's like yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. all the, way like, out like, the then- like
1: the penguin. Like the yeah. penguin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Now we're getting somewhere. Actually, that could that could be kind of a a, yeah. uh, a neat little uh, you know, one of those cheap merch you always have to have a uh a, a large swath or I should say wide swath of prices available for some folks who don't want to spend that much. And other folks who, who, who are willing to, you know, pay $500 for a Rolling Stones, uh leather jacket. Um, so, you know, you need the, the cheaper stuff that people, you know, the, the, the what is it? The, the stuff they nail you with at the, at the, uh, the, at the impulse buys, impulse buys. If, yeah If you even go to a grocery store any longer these, these days, if,
3: if you, if, but if now I'm thinking again, like, a monocle is not a bad piece of merch because if no. you think about it right if you put the logo on it you're only covering one eye so you can still see to like drive or like walk around you're not completely impairing your vision
1: you know what no you know what's better wait till we, wait till the apple glasses come out you know and they start charging you for your display on there
3: you right you can't see <laughs> more than six feet in front of you because that's not part of your plan <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Hey, for your amount of field division. vision, I <laughs> I did also want to ask. Um, we had mentioned vinyl and CDs. Any thought on cassette tapes? Uh, not from me. <laughs> Mike has a cassette tape made of
3: his band, so we were we were we always we always ask. Like, it's pretty interesting because I I love I think that tapes are are I think tapes are better than CDs. Quite honestly, they're just smaller. They're better. It's just a it's just a cooler feel, but.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. Like, I, you know, Adam, you chime, chime in on this one, but uh I, I'm just, I'm not like a big collector on stuff. So, so for me, you know, I, I, it's, it's, like, I don't really love streaming because it aggravates me at times. But it's still easier than than having a bunch of stuff. So I'm not the right guy to ask. But when we go back to cassettes, I'm thinking I remember my my parents like with the, you know, with the, uh, um, you know, I don't know whatever it was a a, a a screwdriver just trying to pop the cassette out of the cassette deck you know and <laughs> so so i i guess i have a little you know some childhood uh disaster phobias about it all makes sense
3: i see i kind of have the opposite because my dad um he went to high school with the hooters do you guys know who the hooters are of course okay yeah so he went oh, to yeah. high school with them he knows them guys you, you silly guys yes yeah that's right and um We, uh, so he always had bootleg tapes of them from when they would record together because his band and their band, when they were first coming up, they used to record in the same studio. So, and they were, like I said, they were friends. They still talk to this, to this day, uh, Brazilians and, um. I never remember the other guy's name, but my dad knows them both, and he hangs out. Oh yeah,
1: Eric them. Eric Bazilian. He he also didn't he produce that. He's produced a bunch of stuff, and he did that big uh, Joan. What's what was her name? Joan Jett, uh, and
3: he did uh, Cindy Lauper. Uh, he did the uh, Time After Time.
1: He did Time After Time. What was the other? Yeah, Time. He did that that stuff. Joan Osborne. You're thinking Joan, Joan Osborne. Osborne. Yeah.
3: yeah. He um, but yeah, he was, and he, but he always had these like these bootleg tapes of them from the very early on and it was fun to listen to them and then he had he, he just had a bunch of like stuff like that that i used to do you know because uh you know you're you dig into your dad's stuff whether he wants you to or not <laughs> so i used to always dig into his vinyl and his all his other stuff he had he had a bunch of bootleg zeppelin that he bought at like guitar shows and stuff and he used to take me to the guitar show in philly and um we would just look at all the cool stuff because you know they had the axe guitar and the eddie van halen replicas and you know that was cool to me but then he would be doing all the technical stuff and I would just wander off and then I would see like all these bootleg tapes and CDs and like VHS tapes. And I was like, man. And then I, you know, found his stash, you know, amongst other things that he had stashed, <laughs> right. yeah. not just, not just music, unfortunately.
1: Then <laughs> what happened to my stash? It was five <laughs> ounces heavier on Friday and today's Monday. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's,
3: I, uh, now I forget what I completely forget what my line, my train of thought for that was. My line of thought. Oh, was, you got set. you got
0: lost on the stash. I did. And then- <laughs> the
3: stash. reminded me of the, the good old days.
2: <laughs> yeah, you, we well we were going back and talking about merch, and you were talking about bootleg stuff. Right? Merch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Merch. So,
3: but the monocle, I think, is a is a is an, a is a unique thing that you could make work.
2: Yeah, they do that for like the sunglasses where you can have like the logos and things on them, but there's like the all the little pinholes so you can still see through.
3: Yeah, I think I have a pair of Macho Man Randy Savage sunglasses that that do that. That, but I mean, that's hey, you need to if you're doing an outdoor show and it's sunny, like
1: you know, right. we're we're gonna start selling um, beer. <laughs> we're, we're gonna, you know, at at the festivals, we're gonna actually have uh, we're gonna cut a deal so we can have our own little side booth next to the stage, and we're gonna sell beer, Sons of Silver beer, Sons of Silver, uh, you know uh we'll stick to beer and, and so so it's 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 in you the music the sons of silver is in you we're gonna like going that do... that's, a good lo- that's
3: a good slogan
1: <laughs> i'm I'm just <laughs> improving here you guys are supposed to take this and run with it you know help me out yeah, no listen that's <laughs> I, I like it now we feel like you nailed it <laughs> <laughs> bread i'm a big bread fan in fact every every time I, my son sees uh, a loaf of bread he's like papa papa bread Give papa bread I'm like what, are you a little pusher now <laughs> see you're joking
0: but somewhere gene simmons is like why isn't there kiss bread i need to make kiss bread
1: it's true
2: he's heart. done it all man
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: if there's a game that's trying to do, turn over every merch stone they're it
1: yeah that's true he's that that's an that is an interesting dude i'll i'll leave it at that
3: <laughs> <laughs> um Uh, so i have a question It's, it's more of an industry question but this is just something i've always wondered so i i find that any band that that gets even any modicum of success in any way uh i feel like they always either their first or second albums eps whatever they're forced to do a cover song is that like a common thing or is that like a choice that the band would make themselves like like to pick a song like you know that, that they just really like that they would that they want to put on the album or is the is it or the record producers like you guys got to do a do a cover for this album um, amongst all your other stuff
2: yeah i, I mean it could just be a, a just a practicality thing maybe if they didn't have enough material they were in but maybe the a and r people are pushing we got to have a hit and i know this is a hit but you got to be careful with that man they're if if you lead out of the gate and your first song that exposes the world to you and gets things going for you is someone else's song man that's that's not a good look I, almost none of those bands make it when they start with a cover like that unless it's like something that there was a cover that was obscure enough that people wouldn't know like it came from a different genre but, but but nowadays it's like that's that just seems like a bad thing. I think.
3: Yeah, I, I can only think of two bands off the top of my head that even had any kind of success. It was Limp Biscuit and Alien Ant Farm. biscuit did Faith, and Alien Ant Farm yeah.
2: did uh, Smooth Criminal.
1: Yeah, but they, yeah, and, they, and look, Alien Ant Farm was really they, they suffered have. from that, right? Oh
2: yeah, they, they did. Like they, they they've got a great touring act, and they've got a lot of stuff, and they got hardcore fans. But but they never got anything really on any sort of a wide radio release after that, and that was back in the days. When you still did radio you know yeah so it kind of hurt them but I mean, it was a great cover and and you can tour on it to this day
1: yeah it's. it's- i think i think uh we would we would bastardize any cover we'd ever attempt um <laughs> because uh it's funny because like kevin for instance our guitarist he 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 knows he knows the riffs to like you know 50 million song or 50 million songs at least Fifty percent or seventy five percent of the riff, but he couldn't play the song. And 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 frankly, for me, I started, I genuinely started writing songs because I was in a cover band, like you know most of us when we first started out in college. And um and I just got fed up with having to learn lyrics and other you know or just trying to remember them. So I was like, I oh, screw this, I'll just write my own songs. And uh and and that's that's how that happened. And and I you know at any time someone brings up, oh maybe do a cover like actually we did one last year. Uh, we did a cover. Uh, we just don't put them on records. Yeah, we, we no. What do we do a cover famous. of? Oh, oh, oh! We did a cover Life of "Life Is we, a Carnival." Yeah, "Life Is a Carnival." Carnival, the band song, and and I must admit, you know, it, it turned out great, and we got a big shout out from Robbie Robertson, which he just never does, so we've been told, and um, big, very big public shout out, and and that was really cool, and we again, we did a really good job of it. But for me, I because I, I was talking to Brina the other day. is Brina, our keyboardist and engineer, and, and we were tracking a vocal. And she was getting kind of annoyed with me because I was I was having a difficult day a few days ago cutting a vocal. And she goes, Remember, remember when we were doing Life as a Carnival and you quit and walked out of the room after every single take? <laughs> and I said,
3: mm-hmm.
1: You're gonna bring that one up? Yeah and uh, and she goes, "Well, you're behaving like that now." And remember how it turned out. She said, "Just do it, just sing it." Yeah. So in other words, it's a struggle for me, you know so.
2: yeah. yeah, and and covers are fun, and like I said, when when a band if you're a, a huge band and you're you've broken through and you're successful in your own right, then you can do covers, and it's kind of like you're going back and paying tribute to your influences. But when yeah. you're new band it it feels like your songs aren't good enough, so you're picking some. You're, you're cherry picking to try and get some traction. It's a weird thing. So, like I said, that we we've done some covers over the years, even going back to last December. But but again, we've never we've never included them on our releases. They're singles, they're videos, they're one offs, and they and then then it makes them fun. But if like you put them on a on a album and God forbid release it as a single to radio, then it seems kind of like you don't have enough of your own goods. It it's just how it appears, at least to me
3: yeah that that sounds fair i i um another thing that another question that just popped into my head that i wanted to ask you guys we we brought this up on on a previous episode um which i don't know if it was released because we're backlogged for our episodes that we record (laughs) so um but we were we were talking about how speaking of the 70s and how much we love the 70s uh how they don't do songs i don't want to call them theme songs but like Remember that movies would have songs that were like their song. So like Back theme to the song. Future had like Back in Time by Huey Lewis. No, it was. Yes. It was just,
1: I mean, that's to me that's the theme song, even though it doesn't have the uh, the movie's exact title. Yeah, right.
3: I I miss that era. That's another thing I miss about. I, I do you feel like the same way? Like, have you ever been inspired to write a song that's a theme for a movie? Like inspired by a movie to write a song. Mm.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I think that happens. I mean, but you got it when you're talking about the Huey Lewis thing, you're talking about a different situation where that's a big budget film company who specifically went to him and said, hey, would you write a song for the movie? Because you're the hottest you know, music star at the time. So those those things come about a bit differently. But I think everyone's influenced by things. I mean, you, you, you pick things up. I don't you know, maybe not super directly, but you, you have to have some sort of image in your mind to write. And it might be that.
1: Yeah, I saw. I saw. Um, I was what Like, with in the mornings, I sit with uh, with my son and we watch music videos together on on my laptop. You know, we sit in bed, and uh, so I'm always just trying to find some something that that interests him. You know, because you, you never quite know what it's going to be. Um, but but the other day we were watching uh, Pretty in Pink, psych, the psychedelic furs doing Pretty in Pink, and oh, yeah. uh, and I was like, damn, that's that's a good, that's a really good theme song. Um, you know, and they, and they, and they got the whole title in there as well, which is not, not easy to do. And, uh, so I, I think if the, if the timing is right and the, the inspiration is right, that, you know, one can do it. I, I think it'd be kind of fun if someone tossed something like that our way. Um, and I'm, I'm sure we could run with it and have, have a good time. But, but, uh, you know, like Adam said, generally those bigger films that they're, they're being very specific and they're, uh, they're going after you know, they they just—I don't know what the right words would yeah, be. Guys but in mind, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, I one just, second. Yeah. My, I'm sorry. My my son just walked, around. Can he say hi?
2: Sure.
1: Yeah, say mm-hmm. hi. Sorry if we have to edit that out.
2: Hi guys. All
1: right. Hi. Sorry. Hey. All right. <laughs> it's a Sunday, you know. It's
2: a Sunday.
3: <laughs> it's <laughs> a happy day, man. The Eagles won. Everybody should be <laughs> spreading joy.
1: That's right.
2: <laughs>
1: That's right. okay. so yeah so um yeah. yeah let's let's hope we're in a position where we get an opportunity to do a really good uh you know theme song tv or film i'll tell
3: you what if we ever if we ever branch out and do anything we'll call you guys first is that cool
2: perfect
1: do. <laughs>
0: All right. So uh, you know, just to wrap up with you guys, this has been really great. And thank you for coming on. Uh, is there anything you guys have coming out that you want to let the listeners know about?
1: Um, we have uh we're gonna we have a video uh for our song with you that'll come out. It's probably not about for about a month from now. Um, and then uh, you know, it's wait. That that's actually from our last EP. I'm sorry I wasn't clear on that. From our last EP, Ordinary Sex Appeal, which came out last year, the last song. Or the last yeah, this last song to get a, a video will come out next month and that's a song called with you um and uh, we actually just released a live version of that uh a week ago a week and a half ago. and uh and then, but after that it'll be our next release, which we I don't know when that'll be maybe uh late spring would be most likely late spring, maybe early summer and we don't have a title for that. so it's a it's a little wait and see on that but but it will be good. it's I coming. Think. It's coming and it's good because a lot of of it's done already. In fact, we were here at the studio today recording another vocal.
3: Sweet. Um, So you guys are also, just so you know, I'll get this out of the way. You're officially Brutal Dudes. So welcome to the club. Thank you. All right, you're not you're not friends against Leto yet. But again, whenever that whenever your mind changes, just feel free. Watch Morbius.
0: He's just assuming it will change at some point. Exactly. <laughs> it just, but
2: at the very least, we're not friends for Leto.
3: That's
0: right. That's
2: right. And that's that's almost its own subgenre.
0: So uh... let,
1: me, let me ask, Brina. All right, see, they they're they're starting a fan club called Fans Against. Was it Fans Against Leno, Leto. Yes.
2: You mean yeah. Jared Leto? Yeah. yeah.
1: But, but but are you a Jared Leto hater, lover, or are you in between? I, Adam and I both said, we're just neither haters nor lovers, you know? You're well, Leto I, neutral. I, I was
0: asking what age of me, because he was the biggest crush I had when I was in high school, <laughs> because of my so-called life. Um, yeah, but
1: you're married to me now.